Section six of Young Folks Treasury, Volume three, edited by Hamilton Wright Maybe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ellen Preckle. Don Quixote, Section six. How Don Quixote fought with a lion and how he defeated the Moors. As Don Quixote and Sancho Panza went along, they were overtaken by a gentleman in a fine green coat who rode a very good mare. This gentleman stared very hard at Don Quixote, and the two began to speak together about knight-errantry, and were so interested in what they were saying that Sancho took the opportunity of riding over to ask for a little milk from some shepherds who were milking their ewes near at hand. While he was thus away from his master, a wagon, on top of which fluttered little yellow and red flags, came along the road toward them. Don Quixote at once imagined this to be some new adventure, and he called to Sancho for his helmet. At the moment Sancho was bargaining with the shepherds for some curds. Hearing his master call, he had not time to wait till the shepherds could give him a bowl in which to carry them, and not wishing to lose his bargain, for he had paid the shepherds, he poured the curds into the knight's helmet, and galloped off to see what his master wanted. "'Give me my helmet,' said Don Quixote, "'for if I know anything of my business, here is an adventure for which I must be ready.' The gentleman in green, hearing what Don Quixote said, looked everywhere, but he could see nothing except the wagon coming toward them, and, as that had on it the king of Spain's colors, he thought that no doubt it was one of his majesty's treasure vans. He said as much to Don Quixote, but the knight answered, "'Sir, I cannot tell when, or where, or in what shape my enemies will attack me. It is always wise to be ready, forewarned is forearmed. Give me my helmet, Sancho.' Snatching it out of Sancho's unwilling hands, he clapped it on his head without looking into it. "'What is this, Sancho?' he cried, as the way ran down his face. "'What is the matter with me? Is my brain melting, or am I breaking out in a cold sweat? If I am, it is not from fear. This must be a dreadful adventure that is coming. Quick, Sancho, give me something to wipe away the torrent of sweat, for I am almost blinded.' Without a word, Sancho handed his master a cloth. Don Quixote dried himself, and then took off his helmet to see what it was that felt so cold on his head. "'What is this white stuff?' said he, putting some of the curds to his nose. "'Sancho, you vile traitor! You have been putting curds in my helmet!' "'Curds? I?' cried Sancho. "'Nay, the devil must have put them there. Would I dare to make such a mess in your helmet, sir? It must have been one of those vile enchanters.' where could i get curds i would sooner put them in my stomach than in your helmet well that's true i dare say said don quixote there's something in that then again he put on the helmet and made ready for the adventure now come what may i dare meet it he cried the wagon had now come near to them on top was seated a man and the driver rode one of the mules that drew it don quixote rode up whither go ye my friends said he what wagon is this and what have you in it what is the meaning of the flags the wagon is mine, said the driver, and I have in it a lion that is being sent to the king, and the flags are flying to let people know that this is the king's property. A lion, cried Don Quixote, is it a large one? The biggest I ever saw, said the man on top of the wagon. I am the keeper, and I have had charge of many lions, but I never saw one so large as this. Pray get out of the way, sir, for we must hurry on to our stopping place. It is already past his feeding time. He is beginning to get hungry, and they are always savage when they are hungry. What? cried Don Quixote. Lion whelps against me. I'll let those gentlemen know who send lions this way, that I am not to be scared by any of their lions. So, Mr. Keeper, just jump down and open his cage and let him out. In spite of all the enchanters in the world that have sent him to try me, I'll let the animal see who Don Quixote de la Mancha is. Up ran Sancho, 
to the gentleman in green oh good dear sir he cried don't let my master get at the lion or we shall all be torn to pieces why said the gentleman is your master so mad that you fear he'll set upon such a dangerous brute oh no sir he's not mad he's only rash very very rash cried sancho well said the gentleman i'll see to it and up he went to don quixote who was trying to get the keeper to open the cage sir said he knight-errants ought not to engage in adventures from which there is no hope of coming off in safety that is more like madness than courage besides this is the king's wagon it will never do to stop that and after all the lion has not been sent against you it is a present to the king pray sir cried don quixote will you attend to your own business this is mine and i know best whether this lion has been sent against me or not now you sir he cried to the keeper either open that cage at once or i'll pin you to your wagon with my spear for mercy's sake cried the driver do but let me take my mules out of harm's way before the lion gets out my cart and my mules are all i have in the world and i shall be ruined if harm comes to them take them out quickly then said don quixote and take them where you please on this the driver made all the haste he could do to unharness his mules while the keeper called aloud take notice everybody that it is against my will that i am forced to let loose the lion and that this gentleman here is to blame for all the damage that will be done get out of the way everybody look out for yourselves once more the gentleman in green tried to persuade don quixote not to be so foolish but the knight only said i know very well what i am doing if you are afraid and do not care to see the fight just put spurs to your mare and take yourself where you think you will be safe sancho now hurried up and with tears in his eyes begged his master not to put himself in so great danger but don quixote only said take yourself away sancho and leave me alone if i am killed go as i have so often told you to the beautiful dulcinea and tell her you know what to tell her the gentleman in green finding that words were thrown away on don quixote now quickly followed the driver who had hastily taken his mules as far as he could beyond the brow of the hill sancho hurried after them at the top speed of his ass kicking him in the ribs all the while to make him go even faster and loudly bewailing his master's coming death the keeper made one more attempt to turn don quixote from his folly but again finding it useless very unwillingly opened the cage door meantime the knight had been thinking whether it would be best to fight the lion on foot or on horseback and he had made up his mind to fight on foot for the reason that rosinante would probably be too much afraid to face the lion so he got off his horse drew his sword and holding his shield in front of him marched slowly up to the cage the keeper having thrown the door wide open now quickly got himself out of harm's way the lion seeing the cage open and don quixote standing in front turned round and stretched out his great paws then he opened his enormous mouth and letting out a tongue as long as a man's arm licked the dust off his face now rising to his feet he thrust his head out of the door and glared around with eyes like burning coals it was a sight to make any man afraid but don quixote calmly waited for the animal to jump out and come within reach of his sword the lion looked at him for a moment with its great yellow eyes then slowly turning it strolled to the back of the cage gave a long weary yawn and lay quietly down force him to come out cried don quixote to the keeper beat him not i said the man i dare not for my life he would tear me to pieces and let me advise you sir to be content with your day's work i beseech you go no further you have shown how brave you are no man can be expected to do more than challenge his enemy and wait ready for him if he does not come the fault and disgrace are his tis true said the knight shut the door my friend and give me the best certificate you can of what you have seen me do 
how you opened the door, and how I waited for the lion to come out, and how he turned tail and lay down, I am obliged to do no more. So saying, Don Quixote put on the end of his spear the cloth, with which he had wiped the curds from his face, and began to wave to the others to come back. I'll be hanged, cried Sancho when he saw the signal, if my master has not killed the lion. And they all hurried up to the wagon where the keeper gave them a long account of what had happened, adding that when he got to court he would tell the king of Don Quixote's bravery. If his majesty should happen to ask who did this thing, tell him, said Don Quixote, that it was the Knight of the Lions, for that is the name by which I shall now call myself. Sancho and his master now rode with the gentleman in green to his house, where they stopped some days, to the great contentment of Sancho, and of the wedding at which they were present, of the feast where Sancho so greatly enjoyed himself, as well as of other matters you must read for yourself. When the knight and his squire again began their travels, it chanced that they stopped one night at an inn. To this inn, while Don Quixote was outside waiting for supper, there came a man all dressed in chamois leather, and wearing over his left eye and part of his face a green patch. "'Have you any lodgings, landlord?' he cried in a loud voice, "'for here comes the fortune-telling ape and the great puppet-show of Melisandre's deliverance.' "'Why, bless me!' cried the innkeeper. "'If here isn't Master Peter! Now we shall have a merry night of it. You are welcome with all my heart. Where is the ape, Peter?' "'Coming presently,' said Master Peter. "'I only came on before to see if lodgings were to be had.' "'Lodgings!' cried the landlord. "'Why, I would turn out the Duke of Alva himself rather than you should want room.' Bring on the monkey and the show, for I have guests in the inn to-night who will pay well to see the performance. That's good news, said Peter, going off to hurry up his cart. Who is this Peter? asked Don Quixote. Why, sir, answered the landlord, he has been going about the country this long time, with his play of Melisandre and Don Gayferos, one of the very best shows that ever was seen. Then he has the cleverest ape in the world. You have only to ask it a question, and it will jump on its master's shoulder, and whisper the answer in his ear, then Master Peter will tell you what it says. It's true he isn't always right, but he so often hits the nail on the head that we sometimes think Satan is in him. Don Quixote no sooner saw the ape than he marched up to it and asked a question. Ah, said Master Peter, the animal can't tell what is going to happen, only what has already happened. I wouldn't give a brass centesimo, cried Sancho, to know what is past. Who can tell that better than myself? Tell me what my wife Teresa is doing home just now. Master Peter tapped his shoulder. The ape at once sprang on to it, and putting its head at his ear began to chatter, as apes do, for a minute. Then it skipped down again, and immediately Master Peter ran to Don Quixote and fell on his knees before him. Oh, glorious restorer of knight-errantry, he cried, who can say enough in praise of the great Don Quixote de la Mancha, the writer of wrongs, the comfort of the afflicted and unhappy? Don Quixote was amazed at these words, for he was certain that he was unknown to anyone at the inn. He did not guess that Master Peter was a clever rogue, who, before giving a performance, always made it his business to find out about those who were likely to be looking on. As for Sancho, he quaked with fear. And thou, honest Sancho, went on Master Peter, the best squire to the best knight in the world, be not unhappy about your wife, she is well, and at this moment is dressing flax. By the same token she has at her left hand to cheer her a broken-mouthed jug of wine. That's likely enough, said Sancho. Well, cried Don Quixote, if I had not seen it with my own eyes, nothing should have made me believe that apes have the gift of second sight. I am in very truth the Don Quixote de la Mancha that this wonderful animal has told you about. But he was not quite pleased at the idea of the ape having such powers, and taking Sancho aside he spoke to him seriously on the subject. 
while they spoke the showman came to tell them that the puppet show was now ready to begin and don quixote and sancho went into the room where it stood with candles burning all around it master peter got inside in order to move the puppets and a boy standing in front explained what was going on the story that was acted by the puppets was that of a certain don gayferos who rescued his wife melisendra from captivity by the moors in the city of saragossa melisendra was imprisoned in the castle and the story goes that don gayferos when riding past in his search spied her on the balcony melisendra with the help of a rope lets herself down to her husband mounts behind him and the two gallop away from the city but melisendra's flight has been noticed and the city bells ring an alarm the moors rush out like angry wasps start in pursuit and the capture and death of don gayferos and melisendra seem certain don quixote listened and looked with growing excitement and anger but when he saw the moors gallop in pursuit and about to close on don gayferos and melisandra he could keep quiet no longer starting up it shall never be said cried he that in my presence i suffered such a wrong to be done to so famous a knight as don gayferos stop your unjust pursuit you base rascals stop or prepare to meet me in battle then drawing his sword with one spring he fell with fury on the moors hacking some in pieces beheading others and sending the rest flying into every corner and had not master peter ducked and squatted down on the ground behind part of the show don quixote would certainly have chopped off his head also hold hold sir cried master peter for mercy's sake hold these are not real moors you will ruin me if you destroy my show but don quixote paid not the slightest heed he went on slashing and hacking till the whole show was a wreck everybody ran to get out of harm's way and the ape scampered chattering on to the roof of the house sancho himself quaked with fear for he had never before seen his master in such a fury all the puppet moors being now cut to pieces don quixote became calmer saying aloud how miserable had been the fate of poor don gayferos and melisendra his wife if i had not been in time to save them from those infidel moors long live knight-errantry ay ay moaned master peter in a doleful voice it may live long enough as for me i may as well die for i am a ruined man and a beggar now sancho panza took pity on the showman come come master peter said he don't cry don't be cast down my master will pay you when he comes to know that he has done you an injury truly said peter if his honour will pay me for my puppets i'll ask no more how cried don quixote i do not see that i have injured you good master peter not injured me cried master peter do but look at those figures lying there all hacked to bits well said don quixote now i know for certain a truth i have suspected before that those accursed enchanters do nothing but put before my eyes things as they are and then presently after change them as they please really and truly gentlemen i vow and protest that all that was acted here seemed to me to be real I could not contain my fury, and I acted as I thought was my duty. But if Master Peter will tell me the value of the figures, I will pay for them all. Heaven bless your worship, whined Master Peter. But had Don Quixote known that this same Master Peter was the very man who stole Sancho Panza's ass, perhaps he might have paid him in another way. End of section 6